0: To the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano Hello everyone, welcome back to another edition of the Roma Press Podcast. Well, this was um Andy and I were going to talk strictly about the match, but then after having realized that this was going to be a very long day, our focus was clearly and obviously on the departure of Eusebio Di Francesco. But before we get into all that, have to first mention the newest patron over at Patreon, Mirza Gogic, who you can find on Twitter at, at M-G-O-G-I-C. Again, that's at M-G-O-G-I-C. Thank you so much, Mirza. If you'd like to join him and others, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash Roma Press and you can get early access to the podcast and get extra episodes of the podcast. And frankly, none of this is possible without any of you. So thank you so much. And also I have to mention our newest partner. Many of you already know it. Uh, romapress.co.uk. So www.romapress.co.uk. Our newest betting partner. 90% accuracy. If you like to bet on football, these are the absolute best best football betting tips they have six of the most popular leagues they have spain england france italy germany and the netherlands so again www.aromapress.co.uk and it's again it's the price of a coffee per week i know that sounds like some cheesy hokey hokey marketing spiel but truly if you like to place bets these bets are over 90 percent accurate they give you a ton of tips throughout all the leagues in Europe. So again, www.romapress.co.uk. Please check them out by supporting them. You support this podcast and it's greatly, greatly appreciated. Um, And before I bring Andy on here, so we recorded this literally about an hour or so after Eusebio Di Francesco was sacked. And ever since that happened, there's obviously been a lot more information coming down, things I'm being told. So Sky Sport have been reporting that Munchie wasn't involved in the talks for the future of D. Francesco. He wasn't even in the meeting, which really is the writing on the wall. And I haven't even posted this to the website because I just got the message about two minutes ago and didn't have the time to... To, to get to the website and physically type out the article. But I'm being told that within the next three to four days, it's possible that Monchi would leave the club. And Romar likely going to go from having to find the, a, a, a new manager to also a new sporting director. Now, again, writing was on the wall once he wasn't involved in the talks and – I was – I've the person I've been in touch with at the club has been pretty transparent with me as far as replacements, all that good stuff. Um, for now, it's being reported that Ranieri will, will only take a 3 months contract. However, I've been told that there is an option for an additional season. Um, but our good friend, Philip Biafora of of peginero com he's reporting that the club could offer uh, Ranieri some sort of director-type role Um after his contract runs out from a managerial standpoint. But there's a lot out there right now. We're obviously going to learn more within the next few days. But from what I've been told, obviously Andy and I don't discuss it during the podcast. Well, I'm discussing it during the podcast. Obviously, we don't discuss it when Andy was on because we recorded it earlier. Um, I am being told that Munchie will not be at the club past the weekend. So we will see if that ultimately happens. Granted, this is the same person that told me before the announcement was even made that it would be Ranieri and he would be the one to replace Di Francesco. I, I've been laughing at the other rumors. Paolo Sosa was never even an option. That that was a whisper back in December. Roma never wanted him. They never even held talks with him. So it was interesting to see that name floated out there. The other one was Donadoni, uh, reportedly – Baldissoni is the one who really liked him but I was told by the same individual that Donadoni wasn't even contacted not even his representative his agent was contacted by the club so we will see how this ultimately plays out then Yeti is supposed to arrive I'm recording this about 1030 p.m. Italian time. Um, Ranieri is supposed to arrive around 1 p.m. in the afternoon Italian time to officially take over as the interim manager. So we will obviously keep our eyes peeled and our ears to the ground for any news. I just wanted to float that out there before I threw this podcast together and then have to talk about news that's two or three days old or what I'm hearing in two or 3 days once our new episode comes out. We're hoping to have um Sandro Austini later in the week just to get his thoughts. Anybody who's followed him on Twitter knows it's been <laughs> he hasn't had the 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 best few days. He's been he's been struggling with this. I feel uh feel bad for him. He hasn't gotten much sleep and uh, the club has been keeping him busy as they have I. Um palota right after the match was very quiet. He released that statement about the VAR and the replay system. Um, and I was told nothing would happen last night. But then I got a series of text messages very early in the morning that indicated that once Roma and the team and the hierarchy of, of the club arrived um, back in, in Italy from, from Portugal, that they were going to sack him Um there was very little that Di Francesco could have done except winning last night to save this job. I, I from the get go, it seems like everybody thought this way as well. If they lost, he was gone. So, let me bring Andy on now. Again, this was right after, again, roughly about an hour after they, um, after they officially sacked Di Francesco, and again, we didn't really we discussed Munchie briefly, but. What I just spoke about, about him probably leaving in the weekend, is um, something I just learned recently and not something we discussed. So uh, let me bring Andy on now to discuss uh, a little bit of the match from last night, but primarily the managerial situation now at Roma. So here we go. All right, Andy, we're back. And... I'm actually kind of half glad we don't necessarily have to talk about the match because, as we're recording this, Steve Francesco was sacked about an hour ago. Uh, Mister Ranieri is ready to take over the reins again. Gosh, what, what are you thinking right now? I'm thinking a lot of things. Um, uh, I don't. I don't know. I. I, uh,
1: I. There is a part of me that is excited. There is a, a part of me that is saddened. Uh, the way. Things ended with Di Francesco. Um, and as as we look up back uh, upon the time when he signed on and everything seems so bright and hopeful and we part ways in a completely different uh, manner. Um, I'm also a bit puzzled because I want to see, you know, uh, if he's going to come in here and, and sign the deal just for these uh, remaining three months or... Will there be an option? Um, and I, But part of me is excited because I think it's incredibly romantic. This is a coach that is in love with uh, Roma. He's a big fan of the team uh, and has always been uh, a, a loyal servant of the club. And, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just happy it is him and not somebody else.
0: I'm extremely happy that it is him. And not somebody else. I, you know, if if it had been Paulo Souza, <laughs> I have to say I would have been beyond depressed <laughs> because he brings nothing. He doesn't bring enthusiasm. He doesn't bring good football. I tweeted out at least with an yeti, you're at least getting a guy who brings enthusiasm, and that may actually be and mean more than what he's able to do as a tactician because. Listen, he's not – he is who he is, okay? He's not Pep. He's not anywhere near that tactical level. He's not even Sari. But I think he can at least bring some excitement, some optimism to a situation where, let's be frank, after yesterday, was there anybody defending Di Francesco? Because I couldn't find anybody. I think it was almost – I've never seen a such a unanimous decision – on everybody's part to sack the coach. I mean, usually it's divided when you had Garcia, you had some people saying, well, maybe he, you know, he should stay on. Um, we haven't been getting the results, but who's out there. I, you know, you didn't see that with this. It was beyond evident that he had to leave. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As going back to your
1: first point again, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, uh I, I, think it, it is important to, you know maybe for the younger fans or people who were still not around to following roma at the time of ranieri or or even are not haven't followed ranieri ever since uh, this is not a brilliant football uh, football mind okay but but i think they selected him on the basis of this is a guy who is very emotionally tied to the club and maybe can bring some positivity, some positive energy in a situation where really it seems like everything is falling apart, you know, it's, uh, and, and by bringing him, maybe they were thinking, you know, maybe we can, you know, fix the situation uh, temporarily fix, you know, whatever it is that is happening with, uh, Monchi wanting to leave with, Di Francesco just obsessively talking about things uh, that were not happening on the field. And, and then going back to your second point, yes, I think, listen, this team was dead. Okay. This team is dead. What we saw yesterday was a dead team. I don't even know how we lasted going into extra time because whatever was happening on that football pitch cannot be called football um, that was a horror show of a performance not because we were making so many mistakes and we were getting completely dominated is it is because there was no no idea no no clarity in that there was no fundamental idea of, of a football there was it was like, as if Di Francesco really just went out, you know, uh, out there to play his last game, fielded a, a formation that didn't make any sense whatsoever, and and then just let it happen, and 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 whatever that was, it wasn't football. So um, I will say that after what, what I saw yesterday, a coaching change is reasonable, and a coaching change with Ranieri. Is even more so reasonable.
0: And just before we started recording this, Gianluca Di Marzio, Sky Sport. Yep. He said that even Monchi now is likely to leave. Yep. Which yeah. to me, given what happened last night, given his behavior at the airport in Portugal this morning, which I found very, very odd, it it, it sort of makes sense now because I was I wanted him to stay. You said. Either on the previous episode or two episodes before that, you thought he should stay, and it's just clearly something with this guy is not working, and this environment has clearly taken a toll on him. Now, before we talk more about Monchi, Ranieri is going to accept this job. I was told just before Di was sacked, it's going to be for the rest of the season with an option. For next season, I can't envision that option being taken up unless the Roma do something incredible. Um, but nonetheless, he's going to sign. No contract has been signed yet. He's going to arrive tomorrow and we'll see what happens. But it's going to be Ren Yadi. And now you have the question of Manchi. It's very, it's a bad place to be in, I think, at this moment, just because there's still things to play for the rest of the season i mean it, it, this would be a completely different story had roma been sitting 10th 11th in the table and the season is clearly lost but let's be let's be very clear here there're only a few points out of a champions league place there is plenty to play for here
1: yeah and also i was i was wondering what because the match yesterday talking about the match uh, was very divisive and there were those people that saying we were robbed And I partly agree with them because that was a penalty. Oh, it was. It was was not given to us that was a penalty. Uh, You know, perhaps we would have gotten through had we scored on that penalty. But I just wonder, would would they they have fired, would they have sacked Di Francesco had we gotten uh, through uh, uh, and... Having, having played the way we played yesterday, I, I, because it seems like this was a very uh, res, results-based uh, 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 sack. It, it, it seems oh, it the, was,
0: absolutely. exactly
1: uh, Yeah, that's what I it, it wasn't because we looked like a, a bunch of individuals just put out there to, to play football. It, 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 it was because, you know, they came to the conclusion, okay, our Champions League campaign is over, but now we must do everything in our power to 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 get that fourth spot. And listen, I, I think it's reasonable. Again, I think that Monchi, there is just something, something I I don't know. Something got tangled up. Perhaps you guys know the experts and journalists know what happened behind the scenes. But there's this sudden change in that. when when last season came to an end and. And, you know, we were all waiting for this second season under Di Francesco to come, you know, with maybe uh, changing the squad a bit and whatever it was. It seemed all very so hopeful. And then suddenly, as the season progressed, just everything crumbled. It seems like relationships uh, within the management deteriorated. Uh, people thinking different things, doing different things, Monchi thinking one thing, Palotta wanting another thing, uh, Baldini playing the mysterious role of of the man behind the curtains. Um, it, I don't know. It just seems like this is a club that has come to a point where there is complete chaos and they clearly needed a familiar face to come home, uh, calm the fans down. You know, I, I... I I'm pretty sure that the fans, the local fans, they adore Ranieri and seeing him back on the on the sideline will, will you know, will make them feel calmer, maybe maybe a bit more hopeful. Um, so that was a good move on the management's part to select Ranieri. But otherwise, I'm just, you know, at a loss for words. I feel extremely exhausted of this season.
0: Yeah, so I got little to no sleep. Um, not only because of a sick child, but because <laughs> I was um, I was bothering Palotta all last night. And while he wasn't talking really to anybody, I have to say, during all of this, when it was becoming clear they were going to sack Di Francesco, which it, it was last night. I mean, the writing has been on the wall. I have to tell you, just going back to the game, sort of veering away from Munchie for a minute, I hated Palotta putting out that statement. I hated it. I absolutely hated him saying Roma were robbed. Um last season we were robbed and listen, over the two legs if we do really want to dive deep into the match which I mean we can, but did did Roma really deserve it over two legs because I in my opinion they didn't. I thought they were terrible, particularly in that first half yesterday. I, mean, I thought they were off. I
1: mean we were good. I mean we were good. The 90 minutes uh, at the Olimpico, but they were the better side in the 120 minutes uh, at Oporto. So they had the edge. Um, and, you know, the way we played yesterday was inexcusable. I think Palota, you know, I think Palota has this weird relationship with football. Uh, and it's a very American uh, point of view. And I don't mean this uh, in an offensive way. It just, He's very tied to the American reality of sports, you know, when something outrageous happens and, and you know, you as a president or you as a manager can come out, you know, even in, for example, in the NBA where coaches start to argue with the uh, refs all the time and there is just something like basically the authority is... is um, is not as respected as here in Europe within sports. And and so it seems like his his move was, his thinking was, I'm going to, you know, to raise my voice. And I just thought, you know, it was funny. It was a very Palota thing to do. Um, but going back to your, your statement that we, we didn't deserve to, I also think that having witnessed what we witnessed yesterday, I, I don't know if I, I I would have liked seeing this team go through the round and and get beaten by by some other team like Manchester City or Tottenham or uh, whoever because this is not the team that surprises you. Okay, we we are we're basically conceding uh, at least two goals every game. Seems like uh, this is a team that would not have been capable of, of, of you know exceeding expectations uh, to that extent
0: it would not have been fun to watch them get hammered because they were going to get hammered whoever they drew I you know just from the financial standpoint I think it would have been beneficial to the club but part of me thinks now and this is such a terrible mentality to have but I'll come clean this is how I think um that having just this one competition, once a week, is probably good for them. Especially when it comes to qualifying for next season's Champions League. Because let's be clear, as constructed, and if you had another competition, I have serious doubts that this team has what it takes, and had they kept Di Francesco to qualify for the Champions League. But now, with one competition, you have Ranieri coming in, you can focus on one match per week. Again, you're going to have much more enthusiasm than there previously was. I at least have hope now, whereas with Di it seemed like there was none. There
1: was nothing. There was nothing, John. I mean, even, listen to listen to his press conference before the game where he said, "Even my players don't know what what squad, what starting eleven I will put out tomorrow." I mean, what sort of coach, like, where do you have to be mentally and, you know, relationship-wise with the players where you can't even, you don't have anything planned? He said, I'm going to select the starting 11 based on the faces that I see, based on who wants it more. And, And it didn't work. It didn't work. Everybody was horrible. Perhaps... Maybe I'll save Perotti uh, uh, from the starting 11 and uh, Cristante from the substitutes. Um, but that's it. Everybody else was horrible. And there was nothing out there for for to save him. And we talked about it. This guy has had an infinite uh, uh, amount of lives. And um, yesterday he ran out of them. Okay. But... It was it was just horrible to see, and I just don't think I could have I could have stood watching this team under Di Francesco for the rest of the season.
0: No, they were dead, and it really beckons the question: is why wasn't this done three four months ago? Why was yesterday the the apex of the apex of Di Francesco and his issues at Roma? This is something that should have happened months ago. I think if you were to hook Palota up to a lie detector test, he would probably admit the same. I find it funny because Roma did this season end review after 2015, 2016, and they did an interview with Palota And one of the things that he said was, I regret not sacking Garcia sooner. I should have done it sooner. I saw signs yep. the previous season. I mean, we all remember how they were in the Europa league against Fiat and They were horrible. Um, but Alta said, "You know, I learned my lesson. I should have sacked him sooner." Well, I have to be clear here. I don't think he learned his lesson. No. and I think he has improved as a president. I think he's done some good things. You know, people, some will call say I kiss his ass. I don't know where or why they would think that, but I'm pretty critical of him. But I do think he's done some good things. But in this case, I I, I think it's clearly a mistake. Clearly a mistake. I mean, we all remember what happened last season in the Coppa Italia when they got hammered by Torino and the play just fell off. Now, obviously, what he did in the Champions League saved him. You know, you can't sack a manager who takes you to your first Champions League semifinal for the first time in three decades. So I understand his thinking there. But, I mean, the signs were there in September, October, November. I mean, do we remember how this team performed against Bologna? I remember watching that match at Bologna, and I thought, wow, is this team finished? That was... Absolutely finished. Arguably
1: one of the worst games I've
0: seen in a long time, yeah.
1: Um,
0: and... Scary. I, I thought all the signs were there. Yeah, it was very scary. I thought all the signs were there to sack him then, and they followed it up with more future performances in December, and January, in February, and nothing was done. I had to be You know, in my opinion, after they lost 7-1 to against Fiorentina, I thought he was done. Uh, But then when they allowed him to carry on, I go, wow, okay, well, clearly they're going to stick (coughs) with him for the rest of the season. And then to do it now, it's just, it's a little confusing to me. So, I would love for Paul to speak about this. I doubt it's going to happen anytime soon, but... I would love to get more clarity because the timing of this is just baffling. And listen, we're going to get Ranieri. I think it's entirely unfair to put a heap of expectations on him. But again, there's at least hope now. Whereas with Di Francesco, again, it was a team that was dead in the water. Absolutely dead.
1: Yeah, and listen, you're right uh, to say that. um, that To stress the fact that We should not have high expectations for this coaching change, okay? This is, he's going to act as a tragettatore, meaning he's going to see if he can manage to save us from the situation we are currently in.
0: Yeah, and by the way, that translates. We have the best word for interim manager in Italy. I I mean, come on. I mean, it translates literally to to sort of like a ship captain. Leading yes, you to safe yes, water. exactly. I mean, exactly. It's
1: beautiful. Yes, it's like it's like a, yeah, a guy who goes on a what do you call it, a, a raft or something, where you cross basically you cross from one side of the river right. to the other one. Yeah, um, and and that's exactly it. And and those are the expectations. It's uh, we we don't know what we are in for, um, but as we said, a change was needed. This was, we could see this coming miles and miles away, and it was all, it's always seemed like it was getting postponed. I mean, I remember that game, uh, what was it, against Pilsen, um, in in the Czech Republic, where uh, we got beat, uh, and, and, and Di Francesco didn't know if he was going to be on the bench uh, um, the next day, and... Um, and there's, there was just so much uncertainty around this situation that I just don't even think that was healthy uh, for everyone involved—the players, the, the the coach Di Francesco—because I can only imagine how stressful that must have been for him uh, and the management with uh, with you know these 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 different people with different ideas and 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 different uh, you know different ideas of who should be the coach and. Who should stay and who should go? And I, I've been reading that Baldissoni wanted Donadoni, and now I'm reading that Baldissoni and Totti were the ones pulling for Ranieri, which means some some other representatives had other candidates. So it, I just think, listen, I'm. I'm extremely grateful for Di Francesco for what he allowed us to witness in the Champions League last season. That was magical, and I think it, it's safe to say it will stay with us forever, considering we, we we are fans of a club that doesn't grant us these grand emotions uh, uh, often. Um, but it, it had to end this way. It just had to, because uh, you're a, you're a football club fighting for a Champions League spot, and you're just playing like a relegation team and i mean just bad 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 like mazzari storino uh, compared to us is like the brazil from the 70s uh like italy from 2006 it's we we just we just needed a change okay under all uh under all aspects a change was needed
0: yeah and there, you know, you you can look at the positives and the negatives of, of sacking your manager at this time. One of the positives, I guess you could say, is Roma have a match that is upcoming that they should win easily against Empoli. Now, this is a team that has dropped points to Kievo. This is a team that has dropped points to Udinese, um, Bologna. You can go on and on and on. So I'm at least glad that there actually a couple matches if you want to look at it. They've got Empoli and then they have Spal. Now, Spal is away. But then following that, you have Napoli and Fiorentina at home. Two huge matches with massive implications. You have to win those. So it's going to be difficult to weigh and sort of harness the expectations because, listen – as I said, nothing is lost here. The season is still going on. They can still qualify for the Champions League. And you don't want to overwhelm Braniere. But we have to be honest, they have to win these next two or three, four matches. They have to. So it's finding that balance between, you know, being a realist and being too much of an optimist. So what are you expecting then? And 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 the fascinating part is I everybody is saying he's going to play a 442. For me, Aniyetti is actually pragmatic. So I don't necessarily see him automatically playing a 442, but I I would I would actually like to see something different other than a 433. True. True. And uh
1: true and I what I what do
0: I expect? I think
1: I think there is a pressure on Roma. There is no pressure on Ranieri right now. I don't because I just don't think he's coming here to be the savior. He's just coming here because he's a guy who. Um, I mean, Donadoni, for example, said he he, he rejected the offer, or uh, he or no, he would have rejected the possible Roma offer. Uh, Souza chose Bordeaux. So Ranieri is like a like a like a like a, a guy who who answered when roma needed help and that's who he is he's not i don't i don't see him as a savior so i have i'm trying to keep my expectations low i i think that the fact that he's coming in and uh the first two matches are okay fairly easy compared to the next ones i'm just saying that you know facing empoli for a start, as your first game uh, as a co- or as a Roma coach is not bad. Could have been much worse, and um, I, I expect some positive positive results to come. As to the formation, I really don't know because it's true he favors the 4 four 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 two. Um, but uh, I think, as you said, this is a coach. I think he's going to try to adapt to the squad, you know, squad characteristics. Um, at the beginning, see if it works. Uh, But yes, you you know, you're right. I just, I would love to see a change. I would love to see something a bit different, something that really can spark some enthusiasm, something that can boost me up as a fan. Because I tell you, I've been looking at some clips from Roma from 2014 or 15, and... Even in those dreadful seasons, we had some just glimpses of this football that we haven't seen in so long where the action is fluid and everything is just so exciting. And, and, and we've been missing this, and I expect that to happen at least.
0: <laughs> I hope so because, again, this was, this was like going to a, 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 a funeral every weekend having to watch this team play football and i don't know if it's true i didn't look this up but somebody told me or somebody tweeted at me that uh, Di Francesco didn't put the same starting every match this season we've had a different starting eleven yes yes is that true at, at first i thought that yeah, could yeah, be true, that's but then true. i looked that the it's last it's true john then I looked at the last four matches and I thought to myself, holy shit, this may actually that's be Jordan. true. That's what,
1: that's what I've been saying last time. It's This is the point. We played yesterday one of the most important games of the season, maybe the most important game of the season, played with an seven that we never interacted with each other.
0: And we played with an 11. Let's be clear here. It was three at the back. They hadn't played three at the back all season. Well, I take that back. They did against Milan. But why would you play such an anti-football formation when you know your defense is shit? And even at their yeah, best, I, Roma I were I never agree. going to keep clean and, and, and You're I, better off just going you know, for I'm it. Just,
1: <laughs> I don't know. I uh, we've we've seen so much of this Roma. We've seen so many different faces and we've seen a Roma get beaten seven to one by Fiorentina and that wasn't enough. And I just think, you know, Roma had, had, had very few priorities this season. It was get the fourth spot, try to do well in the Coppa Italia, make the Coppa Italia a, a realistic objective and try to do as well as you can in the champions league. And we didn't succeed in any of those. Uh, and I just can't help. I'm. I, you said that people were all agreeing on sacking Di Francesco last night, but right now, with when the sacking took place, and I go on Twitter and I read the comments of fans and fans of other teams, it seems like Di Francesco is a victim of the system because it seems like. He is the guy who suffered and, and, and the, the guy that was subjected to a transfer market that, you know, didn't fulfill his requirements. And that's fair, but there was just no sense of having a coach in this team. It was like these guys just went and played a game without anybody on the sideline telling them to, what to do. And they just were like lost little children at sea. And, and it was just sad to see. And I really, for a long time, I, this hadn't happened in a long time. I was actually not looking forward to any of the Roma games.
0: Yeah, the worst is when you have a manager that just doesn't, where it feels, where when they're at the helm, it almost feels like a chore yes. to watch your team. That's never a place you want to be in. The last time I felt that way was with Garcia. I mean, if anybody remembers those last two months with Garcia where the attack was just give it to a winger and they cross it in. I mean, it was so difficult to watch unfold because Roma were just unwatchable for those last few months of his tenure. But again, I think with Ranieri, I don't even think it matters what he does tactically because... To me, Roma's problems have not really been tactically. It has all been about attitude. It's been about the basics. I, I I mean, Manolas, Terossi, they say the same thing. There's times where we turn off. I don't know why we have the same attitude in certain games ver- versus other games. I mean, I don't care who you are. It doesn't matter if you have Pep as your coach. If you can't have the right mentality in each match, I, I mean – It doesn't matter. Nothing else matters. Exactly. I think,
1: as our good friend Gio said uh, many times, today's coaching is like 80% about motivation. It's about having the players motivated, having them, you know, riled up, ready to fight and just ready to give their all. And this was not happening. And I don't care if guys like Zagnolo played that way. If you just look, I mean, look at yesterday. Yesterday was a crucial game. I saw some some attitudes that, you know, I mean, look at what Dzeko did yesterday. Is that is that an attitude of a player that really wants it at all costs? And look at the mistakes made by veterans, made by, by Manolas, uh, our best defender, made by Florenzi, who I'm I'm not gonna. Yeah, we. Okay, I don't even want to go there. I, I. I'm just being. I'm just being silent yeah, yeah, because. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, but it's it's all about the attitude, as as you said, and and um, there was none, and you cannot fight for a, a competitive for spot without attitude, because other teams have it. You have a M- Milan team. That is super motivated. They're getting back all their injured players. Uh, they're 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 at fourth uh, at third spot, um, and it's a team that not now knows how to defend, knows how to attack. You have Inter who are going through a rough patch, but they still have a pretty great defense, something that Roma don't have. And then you have all the teams that are just behind you that that wanted at all costs. So. Motivation, motivation. That's what Ranieri is supposed to bring.
0: Yeah, that's, again, I I just think the sense of enthusiasm that he can bring will at least help liven things up a bit because, again, I, I, I feel like even on Twitter where you can get a pretty good temperature gauge as to how everybody feels, I mean, it's just a morgue. Nobody was excited to watch him anymore. Nobody wanted to, you know, nobody looked excited to watch Roma at all. So hopefully things change. Again, it looks like Ranieri is going to take over. Um, I think we'll just end it here because I, I have a feeling we'll be back in the next day or two to speak a little more in depth about Ranieri and what he could bring. Obviously, there's going to be a press conference. We'll have the whole thing. And who knows? I mean, again... Sky Sport was saying, um, Monchi could be on his way out too. So maybe we, you know, we could be discussing that as well, which I don't even know what would happen from there. But just a very quick yes or no. Do you think he will leave and do you think he should leave Monchi? Hmm. Uh, okay. Easy enough. I agree with you. I, I, I don't think he should either, but it's pretty clear that there seems to be a disconnect. So we'll leave it there. And hopefully we uh, we will have something more to talk about within the next couple of days here because, again, a lot going on. Ranieri, I think he'll be unveiled within the next uh, 48 hours or so. And hopefully he can give us a bit of a clearer picture of what his aroma will look like. So we will leave it there, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. If you can continue to rate, like, subscribe, all that good stuff, we would really appreciate it. And until next time, ciao.